Welcome to Futures So Bright, the podcast from Class 101 Franklin, where we illuminate the college admissions experience. I'm your host, Sean. And before I was a college student, I was a Class 101 Franklin student who was trying to find my own way through the college admissions process. Today, we're talking about creating a college list. I'm here with Class 101 Franklin College planners, Karen Beamster and Melissa Dick, who are going to help us figure out where to start. We're going to count down the top five things that students and families should consider when creating a college list. And honestly, even though we're counting down these things, the order is really going to be different depending on every student's needs. So, number five, location, location, location. What does that even mean? Thanks, Sean. Some of my students aren't even sure what location. They just know that they need to go someplace away from home. Some people want to stay close to home. I even had a student a few years ago that said that Florida was too hot and that North Carolina was too far north. So we had a narrow band of schools that we were (laughs) able to look at. So they don't know. So when they don't know, and sometimes our students do know, but when they don't know, we're helping them guide through the process to figure out where is that location? How far do they wanna be from home? Or how far is too far? Are they comfortable driving three hours? four hours, six hours, nine hours by plane, if that's the only way that they can get there. For our students, I'm going to pick a variety of colleges for us to look at so they can start exploring those options and see what's a comfortable fit. And then I know in another podcast, we'll be talking about visits, and that's also going to help them figure out when they visit those campuses, where is too far and where is too close. Yeah, and part of location, too, is how comfortable do they think they'll feel in a big city or a small town. I mean, there's definitely some small college towns out there that are amazing, but there's some small towns out there with colleges that, you know, feel like you're not near anywhere. And I think a lot of kids would like to be either in a big city or close enough to a big city that they could go do something sometimes, have, you know, go have some fun. And, but that's different for every student. What is it that feels good to them? What are they comfortable with? Or maybe they, haven't lived in a big city and they want to try it. So there's going to be a lot of different options to look at for that type of location as well. Number four, size. Size is one of those things that a lot of my students truly don't know, although they think they know. Most of them will say, oh, I want something that's much bigger than my high school. And around here, a lot of our high schools are around 2,000 students. And then they get on a campus of a smaller, a smaller school, which would be less than 3,000 students. And they're like, oh, this isn't as small as I thought it was. My own daughter thought she wanted a medium-sized school in a large city. And she ended up choosing a small campus because it felt the most comfortable to her. I think the other thing about size is literally the size of the campus itself, not just the student body. A lot of times, urban campuses may be a little more tight, or maybe you're going to classes in the actual city. So you're doing a lot of walking from uh, one building to another, a couple of blocks over. SCAD, for example, Savannah College of Art and Design is in the middle of uh, downtown Savannah. And so that's going to be a completely different experience. And then we have our colleges that are contained. However, they're so large that you need to take a bus from one end of campus to the other. So that's going to make a difference for our students when they're getting to their classes, especially if they want to sleep late in the morning and they have to walk all the way across campus that we don't want them to be late for class. What do you mean if they want to sleep late? These are college students. Does anyone sign up for 8 a.m. classes anymore? Number three, cost. 
cost is going to be the most important, especially to our parents as they're looking at cost. And it is one of those numbers that's not always understood. There's several different factors to make up the total cost of attendance at a school. There's tuition. There's also room and board, which for our students I found this year don't always know what room and board means. That means where you're going to sleep and where you're going to eat. So we've got to take care of those things so that you can do well in your classes. Tuition, room, and board, those are the things that a college is going to bill a family. And so those are going to be pretty much set cost. There's some other things that families also need to consider, the cost of books, and then the cost of maybe upkeep of their students, how many things they need in their dorms, how many hair products they might need, all of those (laughs) other soft things that add to the cost of college. So we help our families start looking at that. When you're looking at websites, you're going to see those listed out as direct costs and indirect costs, and it's really important to look at those differently. Those indirect costs really might be different for your student than another. It just depends. Are they bringing a car to campus or not? Are they going to be relying on a bus system? Yes, and also joining a sorority or a fraternity. Those can be very expensive at some of our schools and then maybe not at other schools. And I think it's really important to have that discussion about cost early. I have too many friends who went through the college planning process without having that discussion early and the expectations between the students and the parents were really not the same thing. So talking about that on the front end is super important. Which is why this discussion on college list is very important because we want to make sure our list is in good shape for the family both financially and expectation wise as we're going through the admissions process. The number two thing to consider is majors and areas of study that you might be interested in. This is the fun part, finding out what makes my students interested in life and passionate about things that they're going to study in the future. When we're meeting with a student for the first time, I actually don't even use the word major because that seems like it's such a permanent thing. I ask my students, what are you interested in studying? What are your favorite classes in school right now? I want them to be exploring several options as they're looking at colleges. And then I ask them as they're looking at their college to let me know which majors sound interesting when we're looking at a particular college. The thing with majors is you can also minor. And sometimes a student has to figure out, am I truly interested in this one area enough that I want to make that into a career? Or is this more like a hobby for me? We take them through those steps, and then we also will do a personality assessment. We use the DISC assessment, and that tells us about our students' personality and the type of careers that they might be suited for based on that personality. And then it can go even a step further, and we can say, okay, this is the careers that pop up for you for your personality, but what do you like to do? And then that's the next step to see if we can match their personality and things that match the things that they truly like. I think more often than not, it seems like students go into college either undecided or with an idea of what they want to do, and then maybe they'll take a few classes and go, oh, yeah, I didn't love that biology class like I thought I would, and they switch to something else. And that's the great part about picking a college. Um, As long as you choose a college that's going to have a wide range of things you're interested in, you're going to be set. There's going to be classes you love, classes you don't love, and that's why it's important to not choose a college for necessarily one specific major unless you are just absolutely sold out on it. Make sure there's several things that you're interested in studying and participating in at that college because it's going to give you room to grow. 
That's exactly right, Melissa. As my students are looking at colleges, I want them to identify no less than three to five majors that interest them at that particular college because then I know that they're going to have time to explore. And the nice thing is most colleges don't require you to select your major until the end of sophomore year. So there is room for that growth. Number one, all the extras. What are those? Those are the things that make school fun, the things that you don't want to live without. Because remember, these students are going to be living on a college campus for the next four years. So they need to have some balance with their studies, the things that are important to them. They might be things like Greek life. Do they want to be in a fraternity or a sorority? It might be the weather, like my student and I talked about that had this narrow band of schools that she wanted to attend. They might want to study abroad. We even have a couple students this year that will get to spend their first semester studying abroad before they start classes in the spring. It could be, do they have high tech? Do they want computers? But then it could be sports. It could be, do they want to be on game day on Saturday and watch their team on a national stage? Those things are going to be individual for each one of our students, and they might not even know as they're looking at the colleges what's important to them until they look at some colleges that maybe don't have the things that they thought all colleges do. I think for a time when we did college visits, there was a lot of talk of we even have our own Quidditch team, if I remember correctly. That was kind of a hot item for Mm -hmm. a while. So there's going to be a lot of fun activities when you're looking into the websites, you're looking at the booklets that they send you, and ultimately visiting colleges. You're going to find all the fun extras, and you're going to be looking for those that really draw you. So let me get this straight. The five things that students and families need to consider when looking for colleges are location, size, cost, majors, and the extras. That's right, Sean. And for each student, the importance of those five things is going to be a little bit different, and there might even be some other things that are important to them. But we're going to walk them through that process to find out what is truly important to each one of our students as they're choosing the best college fit. Thanks for listening to Futures So Bright. We hope you'll subscribe and tell a friend about us. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at at class 101 Franklin TN. And if you're in our area, we'd love to talk with you one-on-one about how Class 101 can work with your family and student to plan for college. With about 50 Class 101 locations nationwide, you can go to class101.com to find a location with experienced college planners near you.